spirited group, welcome in to CHGO Bears After Dark, presented to you tonight by DraftKings Sportsbook, the official betting partner of CHGO, and of course, all of All City. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Download that app right now, sign up, and use that code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NBA with that code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details, which is why Greg Braggs is not able to bet at DraftKings because we do have that minimum age requirement, which also does combine maturity. Good to see you, Gregory. Look at Adam Hogue joining us for an after dark and Nicholas Moriano, my hero, which we'll talk about coming up here because there officially is Nick Cam, which we'll get to in a little bit. <laughs> but <laughs> how, do you, how do you guys do this show at this time? Like, I just ate dinner and I'm mm-hmm. like... I just, I feel like I just got to burp a lot. Like, how do you into this microphone? Like, how do you, how do you guys do this? I just burp. I just don't eat. Mic. <laughs> Listen, yeah. the, you uh, just I, don't eat. That's me most days, especially this week with the draft. But I had to finally eat today. Well, uh, Hogue, with all due respect to the daily new and amazing show that we do, there is a special vibe to After Dark that is, uh, you know, just special <laughs> for all of us. You know, there's, there's, uh, it's a relaxed. Uh, this is my pins and aces, a new hoodie, by the way. Ooh, uh, yeah, looks know, good. Look at the look at the cool like thing the underneath there. Yeah, yeah. Not not playing around here. Um, Crystal's here. She's fired up that Hogs here. Braggs is always in a mood. He's like he's worked. He's tired. Addy, <laughs> Addy's around. He's not at dinner. He's he's mad about something in the sports world. Nick is, I mean, just, you know, he's always smiling. It doesn't matter the time of day with a Nicholas Moriano. That's how we do this show. Anybody have any yeah. arguments on that? No? No, no. I think that all no, makes sense. Sounds perfect. Uh, yeah. okay. People are asking what I had for dinner. I went roti with, um, you know, the old Mediterranean chicken bowl. Ooh. Fancy. What's yeah, the yeah. LT? I don't, I don't eat till after the show. I want to shout that out Lane my Tech. I want to shout out my niece, Grace Carmen Lane Tech, once again, the Max, Max Preps player of the game. Uh, she just, you know, just goes out there nightly and dominates for uh, for Lane Tech. Go Lane. Uh, big win yesterday against Lincoln Park. They're getting ready for St. Ignatius. Actually, I don't think they're going to play St. Ignatius until they go deep in the playoffs. But, uh, you know, trying yeah, to go back want, to – They don't want that smoke. I think they do. I think they do. <laughs> I think they want all that smoke. All right, but here, let's let's get into it, team. Aaron Rodgers, officially a New York Jet. We are starting there tonight. Super, um, yeah, okay, Braggs, you're, 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 you're super excited about it. I think it's just, honestly, I find the whole thing funny. Uh, Joe Douglas, the Jets GM, is calling it, quote, a historic trade for, trade for the franchise. This, you know, they've been going back and forth for six weeks. If you missed it, um, just the highlights of the trade, there's a 2023 second-round pick um, this year that the Packers are getting. Uh, and there's also a 20, 24 conditional second rounder that turns into a first rounder if Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps, which the Jets are absolutely begging him to do. So they're getting a second rounder and they're getting a first rounder next year. Um, Rodgers has met that 65 threshold, by the way, 13 of his 15 seasons. And uh, they're, they're getting to flip this year. The, 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 the Packers are moving up 13, from 15 to 13 and vice versa. This is an absolute steal for Green Bay because the New York Jets are idiots. Does anybody disagree? Well, here's I actually have a really strong take on this. You know who the Jets are right now? 
They're they're a slightly better version than the 2020 Chicago Bears. That's who they are. And and here's why. They effed up with Zach Wilson. And now mm-hmm. they're kind of just stuck. Okay, so without Aaron Rodgers, they have a talented roster that's useless, which is basically what the Bears were. So they had to go out and they tried to get Nick Foles, right? So Aaron Rodgers is obviously way better than Nick Foles. So that's why I said they're a better version of that 2020 Bears team. The Jets will be competitive. But it's hard to find any scenario to me in which this turns out to be a victory lap for the Jets. Because in order for... Like they're not winning the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry. They're just they're they're not that good. The AFC's too good. And Aaron Rodgers isn't that good anymore. And Aaron Rodgers, by the way, as much as I respect the player and what he did in Green Bay and for years said he was the most talented quarterback in the league. He's no longer the most talented quarterback in the league. He hasn't been since Mahomes got in. And he for now over a decade has shown an inability to win in the playoffs. So even if the Jets make it to the playoffs, which they might, it's a good team, still a good quarterback, but I have my doubts that they're going to be able to do anything special. And so in order for, so if he plays 65% of the snaps, which he's going to need to be for it to be a successful season for the Jets, now they're giving up a first round pick next year. Right. And what if he retires? Right. Yeah, exactly. Even if he doesn't, the best case scenario here for the Jets is he goes, Aaron Rodgers goes back to being an MVP candidate. Okay. That's the only way in which they probably feel comfortable giving up a first round pick next year. And then they go into 2024 and he's still playing. And you're still hoping he's playing to that level two years ago or two, two seasons from right now when he just said two months ago he was leaning towards retirement. The odds are just overwhelming unlikely that that's how it plays out best case scenario and I'm not sure best case scenario is a Super Bowl so on one end I get why they did this they have a useless roster without a quarterback and they had to make a move so I totally get it and I think that's why you have to do it if you're Joe Douglas if you're Woody Johnson you know if 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 you're Robert Sala you have to make this move I'm not I'm not debating that at all but I think it's a lose-lose on both ends because the small chance that this turns into a Super Bowl, it, this is not Tom Brady going to the box. It's just not. So you're saying it's a lose-lose for Green Bay's end as well? Because No, I'm saying it's a lose-lose for the Jets either way. Like I, yeah, I get okay. why they had to okay. do it, but it's not going to. So right, it, be, because I Green agree Bay's with end, you. Good for them. I, I have to say I had my doubts that they were going to get this much. And I think I the agree. Jets just kind of got desperate at the end, which yeah. they blinked first and they didn't need to. I completely agree. Green Bay uh, fleeced them, honestly, to get next year's first round pick, which that's what it's going to be. I mean, short of Aaron ha- Aaron Rodgers having a a bad injury, and and they didn't have Gr- Aaron Rodgers said, "I'm not playing for Green Bay again, and I only want to play for the New York Jets." He had them right where they want them, or the Jets had Green Bay right where they want them, and they panicked before the draft, which really surprised me, disappointed me that and. They are restructuring, from what I understand, they're going to restructure Rodgers' contract. So he's signing a deal with Green Bay before he goes to the Jets. That's going to help the cap issue with Green Bay. They're helping Green Bay way too much here. So Green Bay actually did get away very well with this. And for the Jets, I agree with you. It's Super Bowl or bust. You make a move like this, you have to win a Super Bowl with them. And I 100% agree. 
I just don't see that happening. It surprises me. I was the guy, I might have been one of like three people to say all year that I thought he was going to retire. Going to the AFC, playing for the Jets, I'm just surprised he wanted to make that move. After everything he's been through in his career, to go to that New York media, he's he's always had his problems with the media. New York media is not going to be easy on him. I just don't, I don't see it ending well in New York for him. So we'll just have to wait and see. Maybe he'll play with a chip on his shoulder, but playing against Mahomes and Joe Burrow and and Josh Allen, who's doing everything he can to try to you know get over the hump, you got a lot to 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 overcome if you're Aaron Rodgers in the AFC. So hey, good luck to you. I'm glad he's out of the conference. Glad he's out of the division. So real quickly, you guys, I'm looking at this Jets roster, and they won seven games with Zach Wilson, Mike White, and Joe Flacco all playing games. You have Garrett Wilson that went over a thousand yards receiving. Brees Hall, who tore his ACL, was doing some really good things. You have Alan Lazard over there. We know Aaron Rodgers likes his guys, right? So I, that's going to be a good offense, though. And I'm not saying it's going to be able to match up with what Mahomes and you know the Bills are doing, and, and you know the top teams in the AFC. But you look at that offense, the potential with Aaron Rodgers, like there there is some they can do some things on offense. I think, and he's only what two years removed from being a back-to-back MVP. So I wonder if how he'll handle the change of scenery. That's also another factor that he hasn't had to deal with in his career. He's been in Green Bay for the entire time. So it's going to be interesting to see, but I think that offense can be can do some uh, dangerous things with Aaron Rodgers. How, how much is Rodgers going to work with them, though? Because the thing we heard the last few years is, like, during the offseason, Rodgers wasn't, like, doing what a lot of quarterbacks do and go meet with them privately and do private workouts. Now he's with an all-new offense, offensive coordinator. Everything's going to be completely different than what he's been used to his entire career. To no, no. throw all that together at Green Bay or in New York now, I mean, and, and to develop all that chemistry to get immediate success, it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, but Bryce, he wanted to go there because Nathaniel Hackett's there. He knows the offense. He, That's true. He, so he's, he's not worried about uh, figuring out what to do once he gets there. I actually think... Well, I think a couple of things. Number one, Woody Johnson, let me just say this. Woody Johnson, the, the Jets have the longest playoff drought in the NFL at 12 years. When you're at that point in time, it, just like it is with the Bears, by the way, it's never the GM, it's never the coach. You always go to the top, and they have no clue what they're doing, and ownership is the problem, and the ownership is the problem in New York. And Woody Johnson is doing this because more than anything else, he wants the Jets to be in the news. This is they, They're going to be the big story. I, I Shout out, i got to be transparent here because it what. It's not my original thought. I heard it from uh, good old Mike Greenberg, and I agree with him. They are doing this because they're, 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 they just want relevancy. They're chasing headlines. He damn well knows that they're not, you know, that the, I mean, he should know at least that the chance of them winning is ain't great, but the chance of them being in front of everybody, I think Mike Florio said the same thing too, by the way. Uh, shout out to Florio, who's got a book about his dad that's coming out and all this stuff. At any rate, uh, they're, they're, they're doing this. For, for for headlines they're doing it for attention the dude wants the dude wants people to be asking him questions and we can just be thankful by the way here in Chicago as much as uh you know we wish the Bears would be would embrace being on hard knocks at least they're not doing something just to be in the headlines well, a, correct me if I'm wrong Hulk, is, is Lamar Jackson in his prime and available and you could have done something creative like that yeah yeah a hundred percent yeah it's not like there weren't other options out here Trey Lance uh you look at Trey Lance, draft Hendon Hooker, trade up in yeah. the draft. 
I, I mean, you had two second round picks. There, there's just a lot of things the Jets could do. I, I, I think there's a lot of truth to what you just said, Carm. Uh, what Greeny said. The, the thing I, and I think it goes back to the thing I just cannot get over that the Jets screwed this up with, uh, and it, it still boggles my mind. So going back, what whenever the Jets were flying out to L.A. to meet with Rodgers, whenever that was, like a month ago, a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, my father-in-law was at our house and he's a Packer fan. My wife's family's a Packer. They're Packer fans. And they're talking about this. They're, you know, this is all going to happen. I'm like, yeah, it probably is going to happen. And they were talking about the logistics of the trade. And I said to him, I go, I cannot envision any scenario that the jets are out there wooing Aaron Rodgers unless the compensation with the Packers has already been worked out because if it hasn't already been worked out, then what are you doing? You're killing all your leverage by going and getting the quarterback before the trade's done. No, you work out with the Packers. Hey, we're interested in Aaron. What's it going to take? Come to at least some type of verbal handshake agreement. Okay, we got that. Good. Let's go get the player. And that isn't necessarily how it always works. Like when the Bears did the Khalil Mack deal, you... Um, actually, that is exactly how it worked out. They worked out the trade, and then they went to Cleo Mack, and they said, okay, let's work on a contract extension. That's exactly how it worked. That's normal. That's how it should work. You work out the parameters of the deal, and then you go get the player. And in this case, when it came out like a week later or whatever, when Rodgers was like, yeah, I'm going to go be a Jet, and then it was like, yeah, but they still got to work out the the trade. I was like, what? (laughs) Right, right. What? What? Now, and the Packers must have just been sitting there laughing at the whole thing, laughing at the Jets, because that the order of how that played out makes no sense. So, so let me let me just shout out uh, and and congrats to to Green Bay on that part. But but the arrogance in Green Bay is getting a little thick, and I just want to throw it back at him for a second here. Brian Gutenkutz, congratulations. Uh, you know, you did a great job here. You won this trade. No one's going to disagree with that. The Jets are, you know, playing roulette here and and trying to get attention. But then he, he, he goes and he says um, that they're not rebuilding. Quote, there's one goal here every single year, no matter what. And just like it was back the last time, we moved on from one quarterback to the other, right? The goals are the same. It's going to be one on those guys to put it in the work. It's going to be, it's going to be exciting to see. Nothing's really changed. Um, I am getting a... Jordan moving on from the Bulls 1998 vibe. Like we are just this organization that just moves from quarterback to quarterback because we're the great Green Bay Packers. Look, dude, you guys had the one in a zillion luck to go from Favre to Rodgers. It ain't happening again, bro. It's over, which is why Bears fans are celebrating tonight. This this is the whole this Hey man, by the way, when you went to Rodgers last time that year, you were six and ten, and the dude threw for four thousand yards. I will bet my favorite candle right here and and a bunch of <laughs> dough along with it that that Jordan Love ain't throwing for four thousand yards this year. You guys and and I I get him not wanting to say the rebuild part, but mm-hmm. like, hey man, it's gonna be a major challenge uh, moving on from Aaron. There's no doubt about it. the guy's been incredible. We you know we believe in what we're doing here, but. For sure, it's going to be an adjustment. Something along those lines would have been fine. Nothing's going to change. Yeah, something just changed, dude. You just lost one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and Jordan Love ain't stepping in like like that guy did for Favre back in the day. 
Guys, since that, 2020, he has 83 pass attempts. Jordan Love. Like, there's no way that he, you can make a comment like that and actually feel confident in what you what Jordan Love is. We nobody knows. But but Nick, Love it's is. it's not even about like how much he's played. It's follow the money here. You don't yeah, do that ridiculous contract with Aaron Rodgers last year that you didn't need to do when he's already pissing you off. When he's doing all these Aaron Rodgers things already. And he's backing you in the corner a year before, and he's waiting until like basically training camp to say he's playing, and he's pulling all these stunts. And you don't, you don't then after that year, even though he did win MVP, you don't go, uh, yeah, we're gonna restructure you again, and then we're gonna give you all this more money. And because no, you only do that if you realize you have no other option, mm-hmm. and you're and the guy you drafted isn't working out. So Either right. did something that made zero sense or, and I guess there is still tiny, like a, like a 1% chance that miraculously last year in year three for Jordan Love as a backup and learning under Aaron Rodgers, he really did. They did make this very convenient, miraculous ascension. And if that's really true and he comes out this year and balls out, well, then we all need to reevaluate the way that we handle quarterbacks and put way more stock in this idea that you could actually draft these dudes in the first round and sit them for years because that's now twice where it's worked out for the Packers and it never, ever plays out that way. But again, kind of like the Jets scenario where they somehow win a Super Bowl out of this. Come on. The chances of that being what really how this all plays out is just slim to none. Yeah, I completely agree. It's just I don't want to jinx it. I certainly <laughs> hope that this is he's terrible and a... they've got to live what we've lived for the last 30 years. I mean, but I, you know, I want to make sure it happens. I don't want to talk to too much crap before it happens. I'm assuming it will because like Karm said, it's a one in a zillion chance that it happened one time for lightning to strike strike twice. The, when the Packers traded for Brett Favre, February 11th, 1992. I was six years old. Nick probably wasn't even born. Carm was, you know, 42. But (laughs) all I'm saying is this has been my whole life of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. So to see them without, you know, a, a Hall of Fame quarterback, you know, even if he's solid, he's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. I think that's, uh, you can say that with a lot of confidence. And for with Justin Fields now entering, you know, his his, you know, coming up years where he can really enter his prime. That's an exciting thing for Bears fans. So ding dong. The witch is dead. See you later, Aaron Rodgers. Good luck to you, Green Bay. It, Mark Mark Haslick makes a good point here in, in the chat. Uh, I agree, Carmen, but the chances are the Packers have two first-round draft picks next year to draft their quarterback. Look, if things go completely awry for Green Bay and they end up at the bottom of, of the NFL, then they, then they will luck out for a third time, perhaps, and Caleb Williams will be their guy. That I could see that. That, that should that, be their strategy. Right? Yeah. It really That's should be what they're doing Love. this year. Yeah. Play Jordan Love. You don't like him. You made a mistake. Play him. Lose. Get the first overall pick. Caleb Williams. Brags. And, and then we could all puke. And then we could all puke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even then, you know, it's got to work out for them. So, yeah, and that's the thing. We said, you know, I said to start Green Bay won the trade, but it, people have pointed out in the chat. They've they, and, and Adam said it too. They could have traded Aaron before this year. So in a lot of ways, they salvaged the trade by making 
you know, the, the deal they made. Now that, they have that, to hit on a quarterback with either Jordan Love or if they draft one next year. If not, they're just like every other team, fishing. That, that's a fair point. And for the record, you know, Hogue was screaming it back at the time, make the trade with Denver when the Broncos were willing to do it. And who knows what they would have gotten, but it would have been more than they got here. And I wouldn't have done it. I, I, I would have held on. To, I would still hold on to Aaron is, is the sickness that I have with just guys that I love in my organization. I would not want to, if I was Green Bay right now, I wouldn't want to move on. I'd ride him to the end because I am that guy. But I would be wrong. I would admittedly be wrong that you, 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 you know, you got to take the pain and say goodbye to a legend, even if it's a legend that only got one Super Bowl in 20 years because your organization let them down and let themselves down. I think that's a fair way of putting it. Aaron Rodgers um, and Rex Grossman won the same amount of NFC championship games. That's frightening. That's kind of, well, and I, you know, it was kind of funny. Uh, who's ever tweeting out from CHGO bears these days, at least a bunch of the time uh, put in there. Like, you know, I, Hey, you know, if, if, if betting on Justin Fields is, is, uh, is wrong to pass Aaron at some point in his career, then I don't want to be right. I think that dude is, is on the money with that take. I mean, why not? <laughs> Why can't Fields pass him at some point? I know it's let's not get uh, too bad. Pass him in what? <laughs> One Super Bowl. Cam okay, that's, get... no, that's why I was I was specifically I was like pass him in what? Winning yeah. more than one Super Bowl? Yeah, why not? Why not? Let's go. Yeah, I mean, why not? That's, except that's, for that's... you know the whole history for, of the Chicago Bears. But you know, beyond that, except for 1985, I get it. But <laughs> let dare to dream. Come on, it's uh, let, we're let's dreaming. We dream on After Dark. So Hogue's not with us the whole time tonight. We're we're off at seven thirty. So, but I, so I want to get into uh, Ian Cunningham before Adam takes off here because he spoke today and you guys were out there. And of course, there was a bunch of stuff going on with the Brian Piccolo Award. Jack Sandgod getting honored. Uh, David Montgomery the same rookie and the veteran. But I actually thought that Cunningham was a terrible liar today. I don't know what your guys' take was on. <laughs> I think I agree with you. <laughs> it, was, it was so obvious, his lies. Like, you're, this, is, this is terrible. Like, what was your number one lie with Cunningham? And we mean this, you know, he's tough position for him. I'm not trying to, you know, everyone thinks that Ian Cunningham's going to be a GM someday. I, I agree. But he was just so bad at lying today. I thought I, it was comical. My favorite I mean, was the B. John Robinson. Yeah, me one. too. Me too. It was like, do you think it's smart to draft running back top ten? Yep. Yeah, sure. Why not? That's <laughs> not what he said exactly, but that's I, I kind of giggled in the back. He's like, you know what? That's a great question. Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so many, there were so many great questions today. I'm like, that wasn't a great question. By the way, Hogue, uh, since you've been out there the longest, and I don't want to bark up everyone's tree there. I think that Mike, like, I've been, I literally have covered, you know, every team for a long time. At least been in locker rooms that I feel like I could speak. Uh, fairly that like the bears beat is just there that you guys do a phenomenal job for those who've been covering it regularly asking questions and whatnot but there's one thing that bothers me is that everybody is in their silo of what they're going to ask and so it never gets followed up on so when he does that Bijan thing like whoever is up next with their very intense question and potash is kicking around and Courtney's ready to go and Moriano's ready to fire and Hogue's <laughs> hanging out today and whatever. Like, I'm like, can you follow up what he just said? Can anybody just like, like listen to what was just follow what he just, you know, we need, we need more follow up. That's what I want. Well, this potash I, was the funniest. Yeah, Potsy <laughs> followed he up. Just fine. He was like, so he's, he's a hits principal guy, right? <laughs> I mean, that was that was my favorite lie, the hits principal part. But go, like, go yeah, ahead. he fits some of it. Some, he said some, some. yeah, some. 
<laughs> which is either an honest answer, which means they're not drafting him, or he was purposely trying to get people off the scent. I, which, I, which, look, we're having fun with this. I actually thought, you know, overall, Ian Cunningham handled himself quite well for what I think is his first ever solo press conference. He did one with Ryan Poles last year. You know, he's going to be a GM. I think he's going to be a great GM. I think he's going to go out and, you know, I actually found him to be relatively entertaining today. And he's, you know, he's going to be good at that part, I think, in the future um, when he is obviously going to be a GM probably next year. But, um, you know, this is such a hard press. It was kind of a tough, really a tough position to put him in today. Super tough. Go up there and don't tell anybody anything about what we want to do and try to be respectful to the media and their questions at the same time. Like nearly impossible job. Which he did. He he checked all those boxes, I think. Like, did we really learn anything today? I mean, this this is what I would say we learned. The one thing I thought was the one thing I could take away from the entire thing, kind of peeling back his psyche going into this, was... He said, and I quote, you always take best player available, but when you look at the board horizontally and some positions are more robust than others, you have to finesse it, and that helps with your decision-making. I thought that was the one thing he said the entire press conference was like, okay, he's going to take best player available, but they're considering, okay, how deep is offensive tackle? How deep is cornerback? Mm -hmm. Maybe I take someone else here because I know – the depth in another position is elsewhere. So that was the one spot I was like, okay. Because if they can't trade back from nine and add more picks, and now you're going from nine to, you know, in the mid-50s, maybe they're going to pass on something that they think, okay, I can get that in the second round. Yeah, I actually agree with you. I thought that that was an honest moment. And also, even beyond that, he he mentioned very briefly, like almost in just one sentence, he says, you kind of handle the need part of it as you're building the board, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is a similar process that we did with our CHO Bears 100, which we're unveiling tomorrow's show at, at noon. Uh, please join us. But uh, as I still put the finishing touches on, Woot came out of nowhere with some rankings that I got to throw <laughs> into the big board. He's Corey oh. Wooten, and he knows way more about offensive line, defensive line than any of us do. So I feel like we got to give it double the weight. Um so I'm still working on that, but we're going to veil it tomorrow at noon. And my, but my point is, as we sat in that conference room last week and kind of discussed this specifically when it came to middle linebackers, right? Yeah. We, we like a Jack Campbell from Iowa, but what, what, where are we going to actually put them in the ranking? Are we going to draft them? We're really, really going to draft them over this guy. You know, it, it just doesn't seem necessary. So you still put those good players on your board, but you still in the moment you're drafting best player available because you're drafting the top player on your board, but you've already set your board kind of to what your team needs are at the same time. Does that make sense? Perfect sense. Yeah. So Adam, what position groups, if you could do two or three, would you say are the deepest? Oh, good question. Um, While you you think of that too, just, just following up on your, your offensive line thing, Braggs, I thought it was super interesting. That was the most interesting part of the whole deal. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he acknowledged that we got Braxton last year, and yeah, the guys later might not have the same athleticism, but he, I mean, he said Chris Morgan's name a hundred times seemingly in yeah. that press conference, the Bears offensive line coach. They really believe in this dude. So um, I think it's super interesting the way they're what, – what he said with that stuff. It's like maybe they will go defense at nine if they stick there um, and, and 
do the same thing that they did again. And, you know, so anyway, go, keep going at them. My bad. Yeah, no, it's all good. I, I'm looking at how many players we have in each position group that are in our top 100. Um, you know, I've heard it said, and I sort of get it, specifically when it comes to three technique, there's probably only like three in the draft that you really mm-hmm. like love. But we still have 10 interior defensive linemen in our in our top 100. Um, so I think that speaks to some depth. Uh, tackle too. again, maybe not top heavy, but we have nine guys that are in our top 100 uh, wide receiver. There's always going to be more wide receivers, so it's a little skewed, but we have 17 players in our top 100. So I would say there's wow. some depth there too. Uh, and then corner as well. We ended mm-hmm. up with uh, 14 guys. So, and again, there's always more cornerbacks. There's always more wide receivers because there's just more of them on the field at any given moment. But, um, and then tight end as well S- to have seven yep. tight ends in the top 100. That's a deep class. Interesting. It's going right. to be really hard to say. I mean, I just think get the, I mean, I, I might wear a, a shirt that says trade back. That's how badly I want them to trade back because I just want to be able to add more picks in this draft. I mean, if it ends up, if CJ Stroud falls to nine, I'm, all these r- rumors are making my head spin at this point. But if CJ Stroud falls to nine, now all of a sudden I'm dreaming about a future first round pick next year. But overall, I just want them to trade back so they can get into the early part of the second round this year. And then they could go get Kalijah Kansi or somebody of that nature, you know, in, in a spot where he falls to them and they're not reaching for him. So, I, I can't wait for this day to get here just so we can have these answers met. Well, Thursday night, come on out to uh, Joe's on Weed Street. We still have tickets available uh, for the draft party. It's, you know, there it is for you. Both Thursday and Friday night, each are individual tickets, 940 West Weed. Tickets just to get in the door, no drinks, starting at 15 bucks, And then the, t- the drink package starts at 60 which, you know, all you can drink, get that Uber on the way home, or, you know, have one or two. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a nice long night. By the way, I, th- I think Friday night, I don't know how long you guys are planning to be there, but I'm thinking it's going to be one in the morning. I mean, seven <laughs> minutes, seven minutes between picks in, sec- in the second round, five in the third. Have you done the math on that? If they actually go the whole distance, <laughs> it still ends up, it'll be over by 11. Yeah. 11. If not, if not 10, it, it moves. It'll be all right. Okay. I mean, hey, we start at six. You still hang out. What, t- what times? What times? Krampa's bedtime. Exactly right. Exactly right. Ten twenty-three, buddy. And I now, got a little bit of a commute. If you're doing what time is Bragg's closing his bar tab? That could be one. That's different. That's a different question. <laughs> uh, we do have a special right. guest. We have a special guest Friday night, by the way. We do. My wife. Oh, oh. big night. Oh, yeah. Big yeah. night. Nice. Okay. So. Uh, that is. What is she going to do for five hours? No Life idea. Yeah, yeah. My wife will be there too. So they can, hang you out. know, you know what it is, Carm? She just has somebody watching the kids. So it doesn't really matter what you do at that point. You're I just, got it. I got you're just it. away okay. from the children. Uh, all right. With let, a drink let, in your hand. Let's go. There's my husband. And okay, whatever. Who can I talk to here? Uh, I, I just got two things before you go home. And then we'll, I'm going to, I got a lot for you two cuties, Nick slash, um, Braggsy, as we take you to 7.30, White Sox postgame coming up in a little bit here. Uh, let me just read you this quote from, from Ian Cunningham. By the way, check out Nick's piece today on the press conference, allchgo.com. Uh, 
But this is what he said about the O-line. Quote, I think first you could say the size and athleticism and his competitive spirit, how he plays down in and down out. That's what he's talking about what the Bears are looking for. Size, athleticism, competitive spirit, down in and down out. Does that scream anybody to you? Yeah, it screams football player. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, like, I don't mean to be a jerk, but isn't that what you want in every position? Size, athleticism, and competitiveness? But it, like, it, it, I, la- I literally laughed when he said that. I was like, come on. Okay, but like I, to me, that's like size and athleticism. That's not Peter Skaronsky, right? No, there's that. Out, real... out of the four tackles, he'd probably be the least if we're just it's looking not at like, like the size. guy is small. His arms are short. He he's still not... has size. He still has athleticism, and he competes the hell out of it out there. I mean, it... okay. I mean, I'm thinking, I think Paris right, Johnson I comes to mind. When I, right. When I hear size, I, I'm thinking, give me the big dude. Give me the give me the PJJ. Who, by the way, <laughs> that's another what? thing. Well, Pete, Harris Johnson Jr. Harris PJJ. Johnson Jr. The PJJ. Can, can anybody explain to me also what the living is going on with draft boards? Par- Gary Ross is sending me 7,000 tweets or direct messages on Twitter that Paris Johnson Jr. is going up to three in Arizona. And then Will Levis is literally, there's some Reddit post out there that Will Levis is telling people he's going to get picked number one. The DraftKings <laughs> has got to move the, the number to plus 400 that he's going one overall. What I just don't understand how, uh, like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Will Levis... I suppose there's like, is it Baker Mayfield went one? It could happen with Will Levis. The Carolina Panthers are not picking Will Levis number one. That is that is so unbelievably absurd. But I'm looking at Hogue, and he and I think there's like a, like a three percent chance that you actually believe that Will Levis might go number one. No, no. Okay. So how does this? He's happen? at plus four twenty five on DraftKings right now. Second they had best to take the thing down from sixteen to one to four to one because people were you know they had to get people to stop betting it. Well, I think what's hard, and I'm definitely not an expert in this, is is there are definitely times when Vegas knows things and numbers move. I, I Look what happened right before the Bears traded the number one pick to Carolina because that moved. It, the, the line that was who's going to have the number one pick or whatever the, the exact thing was, but all of a sudden it went, it shifted like crazy to the Panthers, and then sure enough, like the next day, the trade was made. Well, <clears throat> and, and then I think there's other times where you are literally trying to balance the books and where the money's coming in, you adjust the lines. And I, to me, that's what this was probably more likely than not as much yeah. as it moved. <clears throat> yeah. Ke- <clears throat> Kevin Woodall saw the same thing I did. I went down the Reddit rabbit hole and I guess Will Levis is telling his family and friends he's getting taken number one, according to Reddit. I didn't tweet right. it out or break it on this show. I'm just telling you what I, the tea leaves I'm reading. And and that was everyone's conspiracy of why the the numbers moved in Vegas because of that. But who knows? It, it'll be really, really. I, I mean, there will be riots if Levis is taken over. But I mean, how stupid of a move would that be? I mean, it'd be. It'd be Mitch Trubisky over Deshaun Watson all over again. An unknown guy for a, a dude that's played on the national stage well, for a huge program, winning national championships. Well, How stupid would that be? I think it's a great point, though. He he looks the part. Levis, he's got the strength. He's got, 
He's got the color. He's got like a lot of things that just fall into like the prototypical quarterback that 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 NFL scouts like. Even though there's a lot of, I mean, the, there's a wide range of opinions on Will Levis. I mean, I guess some people love him, and a lot of people are like that guy's gonna be terrible. Well, and, and then the other big rumor is that Paris Johnson Jr. is all of a sudden gonna get taken at third, where we thought we'd have the option of drafting him at nine. So. You know, it's like frustrating because I want to trade back, but I also want certain guys that I'd like the Bears to draft if we can't trade back to be there at nine. And if Paris Johnson Jr. all of a sudden moves up to third in the draft, I'm going to be disappointed. So, but you know, who cares? Just because I want all the options on the table for the Bears, it's not oh, a who cares. We need all the options we have, whether it's a You're trade right. back yep. or the two or three guys we're looking at. So right. we, we we need quarterbacks to fall to nine. Or Jalen Carter fall to nine, and I think a trade back scenario is 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 extremely in play. Yeah, and Tyrone Stamps is asking what what does Carr mean by color? I I, I mean that there are uh, implicit biases that people have with quarterbacks over time that sometimes players get missed. Uh, I'm not saying it's intentional. I'm just saying that sometimes it happens. And if you go back to 2017, Mitch Trubisky, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I'm not saying it again, not intentional, but I'm, but, but somehow, some way, I think that got in there and the evaluation, uh, in an unconscious way, perhaps Lamar, Lamar Jackson went through that too. Right. Right. I mean, it's just, we're, we're, there's, there's been a climb uphill for black quarterbacks for a long, long, long time to, to sell themselves. That's, uh, you know, prove whatever to be evaluated the same way. Hogue, you got to go or you got anything before you go though, Hogue, my guy Chubbs has a super chat. That's that is dedicated solely to you. You have to answer to this. Yeah, I was actually. I'm glad we're. I'm glad we're addressing this while I'm still on. Uh, <laughs> so, so Chubb says eighty two. Uh, Chubb's eighty two five dollars, and we of course appreciate the super chat. If I see one more rich media from Northwestern do a mock <laughs> saying their pick, pick their alum at guard, I'm going to puke. I don't care if you went to a private U together. Um, well, just for the record, um. None of us went to Northwestern. If that's <laughs> if this is directed at us, and um, it is, and he's a no, tough talker, but he's a big softy. Yeah, hey, no, hey. this uh, Wisconsin helmet back here is here for a reason, and uh, which is a party college. A Chubba Lubby, if and I a may, football school. If I may, number one, I could never have gotten into Northwestern. And number final, two, I'm surprised you didn't say Final Four school. Yeah, uh, it could have been. It was a long, long time ago, and then you know they made certain decisions. Trust me, Chubbs. I was puking too when these guys were doing their mock draft. You guys did a great job. Lawrence yeah. was killing it, but you guys taking two Northwestern Wildcats. Yes, you didn't. You went to Wisconsin, but in 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 and uh, Carm went to Iowa. But these two love them some Northwestern Wildcats. Uh, and I'm I, like, I, see, I'm I like, I don't have time to do this, but it, if someone wanted to look it up, they could. I would love to see the players I've ever, and this I include Wisconsin in this too, the players that I've ever put in one of my mock drafts from either of those two schools. And I would guarantee that the hit rate on those are probably over 80%. All you got to do is talk about Jack Sanborn. You were screaming it last year. Nobody was giving the Sanborn the love. You, you, right when it happened, you're like, that guy should have been drafted. This is a good pickup by the Bears. He can play. And he was, uh, I don't know, best player on the team last year outside of fields for about, you know, 68% of the time. Like, I'm not out here every year saying uh, draft, uh, I don't know, Carm, give me a good example of uh, 
Northwestern. You, you, you didn't yell for Justin Jackson, who, by the way, I was yelling for, who went in the seventh round. There's a wildcat. Is that who we're, th- is that who we're talking about? Yeah, you but that wasn't a ye- bad seventh round pick. But yeah, I don't think I put Justin Jackson in a mod. Now, I was a little, I, I was somewhat <laughs> high on Clayton Thorson, but I said fourth round. It wasn't like I was like, hey, this guy's a first round pick. Who's the um, cor- who's the corner for the Browns who wants out of Cleveland? I don't remember you Greg championing. Newsome. Yeah, yeah, Greg, Greg Newsom. I don't remember you yeah. championing Greg Newsom. I Were think you? I might have, but I want to say it was maybe in the second round. And by the way, Greg Newsom's a good player. Right? First rounder. Yeah. yeah. So I'd have to go back and look at that. No, I was I like Newsom. Um you know, I try to tell people there was there was a year that I said Russell Wilson should be a first round quarterback and no one wanted to listen to me. That career turned out pretty good. Lately, not so much, but still had a pretty good run. Uh, tried to tell people about J.J. Watt. No, nope, just biased. You're just biased. Well, I think he's going to the Hall of Fame. It's interesting because I'm I'm of the belief. I've said it a million times. I'm not going to act like I'm an expert when I'm not. And I want to trust Ryan Poles' evaluation of these players. And I've said before, who he drafts, I'm going to be excited for. I honestly do not care who – we have so many needs. I just want good players that work out on this team. So it's going to be disappointing if the Bears draft Peter Skronsky at nine and all Bears fans are booing him as if we know he's going to be a bad player or not. And there's two players in this draft that kind of fit that criteria of like everyone's just down on them before they even get a chance to sh- show for themselves. And that's Peter Skronsky and Quinton Johnson. Peter Skaronsky, short arms, Quinton Johnson can't catch the ball with his hands. And it's like this, no matter what they do, until they go and prove it on the field, everyone's just going to be down on them. Now, if Quinton Johnson gets drafted by the Chiefs, everyone will get over it. But with the Bears, you know, it's it's this thing where Skaronsky's going to have to prove it before people are going to be on him. But it would be really disappointing if Bears fans are booing the pick if it's Peter Skaronsky. I have other players I want, but come on, guys. Like, let's trust Ryan Poles who's, I, in my opinion, done a great job so far. Add Lucas Van Ness to that too, Greg. Everyone I don't know if that'll <laughs> be as much of a boo. I'll <laughs> certainly be excited, but I'm, I know with Peter it will be. I mean, and, like the people, you know, at certain draft parties all over are going to be booing it. It's so silly to me. Here's like, what I don't understand. is like if you want to quibble between guard and tackle with Skaronsky, fine. Like I've made that very clear. I think he think I think he's done enough to deserve a chance at tackle, but I fully concede he might end up a guard. And if he does, I think he's going to be a damn good guard. Over, go look at the um, who's the who? What's the website that does like the overall consensus draft board where they take like eighty of them and put them all together or whatever? Um, but there's consensus there's one verse. Yeah, go ahead. There's there's one that does that. There's just no debating that Peter Skronsky is. O line one. Do you want to? If you want to quibble between tackle guard, whatever. But he is the cleanest offensive line prospect in this mm-hmm. draft. So here we are as a fan base, and all Bears fans have done. Justin needs more help. They don't protect for him. He needs more help. He needs. Uh, you know, they got to get him off. So you, now you don't want the best offensive lineman in the draft because because he's not a tackle. Like it doesn't make sense. He's the best offensive lineman in the draft. He will help Justin Fields. Uh, you don't want that, that? You're going to boo that? That's unbelievable. Yeah, and, and and on that note, I think it's just super important, at least what I'm as I'm framing this draft in my head, the defense right now, this year, does not matter, or it matters way less at best because you just 
want Justin Fields to get to the next level so you're super comfortable with your quarterback. So they really should be drafting offense and looking for diamonds in the rough defensively, considering that they've already traded down. So you're, you are looking to make things easier for Justin Fields, period, end of story, and getting your sure. offense where it needs to be. But that's and then- where need and best player available cross paths. And, and for mm-hmm. me, and I know Hug's got to go, but I'm just saying, like for the, the point of contention I have with it, and I, like I said, I'm going to be cheering for whatever pick it is come Thursday night when we're at Joe's on Weed Street. But my point of contention with all of these offensive linemen we're looking at nine is what like, if it's Will Levis? I will, I will throw my chair into the crowd. Okay. So <laughs> <I just> want- <laughs> we don't do that. We don't need any will, If he does that, you will have to throw me out of there because I will be raging. But. Apart from that, my point of contention with these offensive linemen is if you're going to draft one at nine, fine. But if they aren't a surefire left tackle, that's a big red flag to me. I, it just to me, I just can't get around the fact that none of these guys, maybe Paris Johnson Jr. has like this high ceiling potential of being a left tackle. The rest of them are just like, ah, right tackle, maybe guard. I don't like hearing any of that. I want my guy in the top 10 to be blue chip left tackle next 10 years. Sorry, Braxton, we're going to move you over to right. And you two are going to kill it. Uh, you know, protecting Justin Fields. That's how I see it. And that's why I look in other areas. But again, I'm not a GM nor an expert. I'm just the idiot here on CHGO bears. Congratulations. All right. Um... <laughs> I did it. I mean, I've been telling you forever, quit downplaying yourself about your knowledge, but you just keep going there. You want to, every show you want to tell people how little you know. So you might as well just lead. I'm just going to lead into two. You <laughs> know nothing. Great. Uh, <laughs> See, they love the meatball. Yeah, well, we good. do. We do love our meatball here. Yeah, we 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 do. Um, all right, Ho, you want to go? Before, so I'm going to address Nick's thing here. Yeah, I gotta. I just. I gotta. I got a Since newsletter we got coming 10 out. Ten minutes in the show. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, uh, when yeah, when Kevin Kadek's mad because the newsletter comes in late, I'm going to send him this show. Last 15 minutes. No, we're all good. Newsletter coming out tomorrow. Look, it's going to be free for everybody. So if you if you're not a diehard, um, there's a link. Go find it on Twitter that uh, you can sign up to get the newsletter tomorrow, and it'll include explanation for why our top 10 is the way it is. We're revealing the entire Bears 100, CHL Bears 100 on the show tomorrow. But if you want to be able to get into it, look at all the highlights, all our notes and stuff like that, you do have to be a diehard ch allchgo.com slash diehard to sign up. Allchgo.com slash diehard. If you haven't done it already, we really, really appreciate the sport, and you're going to get a ton of content and discounts and merch and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Just one more point on that. Now is the time to sign up if you haven't already because you get access to the draft board, which is going to be crucial this weekend. Okay. All the work we've been putting in for months is in there and available to you in there but also discounts on events which include the draft party this week and when you go to the draft party you get a free shirt okay and also you get another free shirt just for signing up so now you're getting two free shirts access to the draft board discount on the events including this and we have the raffle ticket automatically with every ticket sold and you could possibly get uh your uh Jones jersey or your Dicka jersey and uh and it's all there for you. So now's the time to sign up if you haven't already.
we'll and we can't wait to see you there. Hogue, uh, we'll see you tomorrow at noon, buddy. Bye, guys. All right, there goes Adios. Adam. We're, we're sticking around, or don't you leave? We'll all, we'll all take it incredibly personal if you leave right now. In fact, tell a friend and come join the show, because uh, you know there's a lot more to do here. First, first of all, Nick, I, I I have to ask you about Nick Cam. I don't know if anybody saw, but I believe Nick was on yesterday on NBC Sports uh, with David Haas, uh, their football night in Chicago, which uh, occasionally I get to go over there myself and all that type of stuff. Did you bring your own camera to film yourself on television, which I'm now saying Nick Cam, because I saw like a video that just had you, didn't have Haw, and you were just sitting there and it was Nick Cam. And I was like, this is amazing. He's got Nick Cam. And I want to know how I could sign up for Nick Cam. And there should be, and I want Nick Cam. I feel like there should be a Nick Cam at home when you're watching TV so we can just watch Nick. I'm, I'm asking for more Nick in my life. Who wants I might Nick have to do Cam? more vlogs for you. Um, yeah, I saw that in the description for today's show. I'm like, what the hell is Nick Cam? Uh, I have no idea, Mark. Um, maybe you have to send me the video, but just just me. I have no idea. But um, yeah, I guess they, I don't know. I Honestly, when I was at the studio, I've been on TV a couple of times, but I know where to, like, they didn't tell me where to look. I was just kind of looking at David the entire time talking. So it ended up just working out. So, but I don't know. I guess there is. A, there should just be yeah, a camera there, following there, me around. There's some Facebook thing of you where I thought you set up your phone to film you, but didn't film Ha, and it was just you. And I was like, what did Nick do here? This is one of the more upper-level guest maneuvers in TV history. <laughs> hashtag, <laughs> hashtag Nick Cam. Yep, nope. That, I, I had nothing to do with it. Uh, you'll, you'll have to honestly send me this video because I All have right, no okay. idea what you're talking about. All so. right. to, to, uh, to, yeah. to be continued. Fair enough, fair enough. All right. I, I, was, I was massively entertained, so I wanted to thank you for that. Uh, but I, maybe I just was seeing things um, or just not understanding. Uh, okay, let's, let's celebrate. You were there today, Nick. Jack Sanborn, David Montgomery. What, 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 what was it like looking into the eyes of a sand god today when he received the Brian Piccolo Award? Did, did you get emotional? Was sand, uh, sand god emotional? I was emotional that I wasn't there. Braggs, I know, was too. Um, he looks kind of sick right now, actually, about it. No, I burped. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Mark, we were uh, we were missing you today. Uh, Mark Rohde, Chris Emma, they're like, <laughs> is it? Where's Mark at to give out the award for Jack Sandgod? So they they were missing we, you today. It's a shame we, I was. It's a shame I wasn't there because when they would announce Montgomery, I would have started booing. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Did, did we know that it was going to be Sandborn going into today? And I just didn't know because if I didn't know, I would have made a point of going. No, we didn't know. No, okay. no, we didn't know. And I was like okay. trying to figure that out too. Like, wait, should I, should I know who the Brian Piccolo rookie award winner is? And when we went down downstairs where they had the ceremony, it was just Jack Sanborn. So we're wondering who's the veteran. And then eventually it gets revealed that it's David Montgomery. But I think Jack Sanborn was just really appreciative of the opportunity he got last season and for to be recognized for his prestigious award. He has seen Brian song, you guys. So they, people asked him about that and he did shed a tear at the ending there. I remember watching that at Iowa for the first time. It was for a sports media class. Same thing. Started shedding tears uh, at, you know, during the, uh, the movie, but yeah, he was really appreciative of it. And he knows too, that his role with the bears is going to change a little bit with, you know, Tremaine Edmond, TJ Edwards, but his mindset the entire time is, 
you know, will allow him to, I think, succeed in his new role at the strong side linebacker and to be the best teammate around. And that's what that, that kind of award is all about. So I think for Jack Sanborn, he, you know, was just really appreciative of the moment. He had his mom there too. He lost his dad when he was four years old. So he talked about that when he went up to give his speech. So just really appreciative to, to be honored uh, for that award. That's uh, it's a part of Sanborn's history that doesn't get talked about a whole lot. And mm-hmm. I, you know, as somebody who lost a parent early in my life, it's just uh, that is not an easy thing to overcome. And, yeah. uh, you know, as far as the football. So I just appreciate that part of his journey and uh, unfortunately relate to it. The other side of it, too, is he his he's got to be he's not going to say it, but it's got to be a little bit wonky for him that, you know, hey. Uh, I played great last year. You really think that TJ Edwards is better than me? Uh, Ryan Poles. I mean, if I was him, I would have a chip on my shoulder about it, right? I mean, isn't that, wouldn't you, wouldn't you think, I know you would bragalicious, uh, you know, you would absolutely. And so would you Nick, like, like why, why do we need this guy? I can do this, but he's just going to have to make the most of the opportunities that he gets, which is, uh, you know, and, and down the line, maybe he can actually step into that role. Yeah, and that's the thing too. Like him and TJ Edwards are buddies too, so it's kind. It's, right. Right. He's not making it a weird situation, but it easily could be right because you were playing good. He was playing really well when after Roquan Smith got traded, got his opportunity, and now they did sign the first two moves they make signing linebackers. I don't think that's an indictment on Jack Sanborn. The the Bears Ryan Poles found guys that they know can improve their defense, so they did that. But yeah, now we're going to be seeing less of Jack Sanborn and. But you know that you have a good guy who can fill in if anything were to happen to two guys you just signed. That's true. That's true. Uh, organizational depth matters, and uh, I guess the Bears have a little bit more of it at the linebackers. But Briggs, what's going through your head? You're, you're, I feel like there's a lot of things flying around over there. You all right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I know Steven's got the postgame show coming up in a few minutes, so I'll save any tangents for Thursday. You're okay, actually. The Sox are doing terribly, and the game is moving slowly. Oh, okay. All right. yeah. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah, I was thinking in my head, I'm or, like, maybe. Or, as we call it, Tuesday. Great. great <laughs> every day. Any day that has yeah. a why. Uh, no. Great, opp- great opportunity for attention, or I got one myself. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, I was thinking in my head, I, I was thinking, I think I, I might want to come up with like a list of my top five things I want to have happen Thursday. I think that's what I'm going to come up with for Thursday, like as we're getting ready when the draft's starting up. Uh, so I, I won't I won't spoil it now, but I'm teasing you. I'm going to give my top five things that I hope happen to the Chicago Bears Thursday night. So I'm excited for that. That's kind of what I was thinking through as we were wrapping up the show. When, when exactly will that be released? I'm going to do it while we're doing when we start the show. My top five things right at the start of the show. Well, I mean, it'll be quick. I'm not going to like. No, 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 like you can, this. listen, we're going to be up there for seven hours. You can take all the time you <laughs> yeah, want. That's why I figured I'd save it instead of spoiling it now. I, I've got a couple in mind right off the top of my head as far why as you, one, Why don't you tease three. us with one? Give us tease with one. Number I'll one, tell. I want Jalen Carter. So that's interesting Ooh, that you just wow. said that. Over I, trade back, which is tw- two. Trade okay. back is two. Jalen Carter is one. Trade back is two, and then I'll save the three. For Thursday, okay. Three. I'm, I'm going to tell you right. Let uh, me give you my my latest Jalen Carter prediction as I continue to follow the news and read through tea leaves. My I I I 
I already paid out bets. I gave, I paid up to you, Nick. I gave you uh, crappie. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't see crappie. Maybe crappie's at the studio. He's still at the studio. He's yeah, still at the yeah, studio. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm starting to think that Carter's going to slip past the bears. I, it, it is, a, it's the mm. wild west out there right now. Listening, listening to Ian Cunningham today. I don't think the bears are taking him. I really don't. And I, and I, and I'm skeptical that, uh, he's going in front of him now. I think there's a, there's everyone. Then if I, he falls at nine and the bears don't want him, somebody is going to want to trade up to nine to get him. I don't so even that's know if that's where happening. Then number two will fall into play. Maybe, maybe let, let, let me just say this. I, I think there is no, you, I don't think you can feel confident on anything that's going to happen with Jalen Carter on draft night. It, it feels wide open to me again. I'm, I'm back to, I've completely flipped the whole way. So maybe I'm just paying too much attention to the news. Um, but it just, listen to Cunningham. Bush, I don't, if, if, if he goes before the bears, it better be Seattle and not Detroit. Cause that's my biggest fear is that he ends up at Detroit. I, I think the Lions are taking a corner. I'm fine um, with that. Yeah, that could be a possibility for sure. I'm honestly fine Detroit. with that. I, I even if there's whatever. I mean, the Panthers took JC Horn over Justin Fields. Good for you, you know. <laughs> like I'm, you know what, Mark, real quickly though, like I think teams have been identifying and low just identifying Carter since last year when there were a bunch of Georgia Bulldogs that were going in the first round. Green Bay drafted two Georgia Bulldogs. And now that they have the opportunity to get him, and yes, all the, the off the field stuff, I don't know. I, I think he he still ends up going top ten, and at nine, like we Ian Cunningham today was like citing stuff from the national championship game a year ago. He was saying, does he hit the fits the the hits uh, principle? Yeah, he fit, he fits some of the things there. I, I got, but he I kept got going the, back to the tape too. I got the quote on it. I'll, I'll pull it out here. Just just. Uh, on, yeah, I think Jalen Carter, when you watch him on the field, he's active, he works hard, he's physical. I think when you turn on the tape, he shows a number of plays where he shows physicality and toughness, you know, those sort of things. Then they ask him, what about the hits principle? Mm-hmm. I think he fits some of those, yeah. So he, I think he was just trying to say nice things about him. And then when it got down to a little push Well, the other thing, though, that he said was getting to know him as a person was the other um, – thing that kind of perked my ears up like okay now i mean obviously that's what you're gonna do with a guy like that um the other thing he talked about was like when he talked about the staff uh and all their different responsibilities he mentioned um one of the guys that i know is on their security team like doing background about guys that have history what's his name uh he's always around camp nick um, yeah, I'm uh, blanking the tall, on the too. tall guy, bald. Um, yeah, whatever. He's a nice yeah. guy, and I and mm-hmm. I was surprised when he said him, uh, because man, it's like just it's on the tip of my tongue. But regardless, he's like their security guy. You'll see him around camp, and I was like, wow, they put him in charge of like background checks of some things. Maybe I mean he insinuated that. Uh, so I was sitting there like, you know, they they're doing their homework on him is what that tells me. So. Uh, I, 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 I'm the, the I chat, want Jalen Carter. I, the, he's the, a blue the, chip guy that we wanted at two or three. He falls to nine. I mean, if you had said before that moment when Houston, you know, and the miracle over Indianapolis, or was it the other way around? Indianapolis over Houston. I can't remember anymore. When we won the number one pick, if you told mm-hmm. me we're going to get DJ Moore, 
Jalen Carter, a future first round pick, a future second round pick. I mean, that's, that's, that's an amazing thing a GM could do for a team. I'd be all in for it. And Chubbs, I mean, Chubbs has a good point here. If you're asking, you ask the GM about players two days before his draft, they're not going to tell you anything of actual Uh, substance. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. I'm probably paying too much attention to the chat here on this, but I, I was just expecting effusive praise, effusive, nonstop, over the top, love him, great guy, love me and his family. We, we didn't get that. So you're telling me that the Bears are, 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 are Ian Cunningham's going up there today for Ryan Poles, and he's, he's acting like the Bears aren't interested to throw the scent off at nine? I, 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 why would they do that? Wouldn't they want people to come up and want to pay huge for don't, don't the Bears want to trade down? Don't, shouldn't the Bears be talking up literally every draft pick so people will be hot and bothered to come up and get that nine pick? I don't. I'm just. Not unless I don't they really like him. Not unless they really like him. Mark one of the six to eight blue blue players, right? And Tarpy. Tarpy was the quote, name. Real quick, Tarpy was the name of the. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Because yep, when he said go. Tarpy, I was like, they yeah. let this guy do bad. Like I thought he was just a dude that like yells at me in the stands if I got my video <laughs> out phone video out in the stands but not the, i mean he basically said he was doing background checks on some of these guys yeah real quickly you guys uh one of the questions i was asked to ian cunningham today did you visit with him did your visit with him leave you comfortable for bringing him into the organization here's his response here yeah i think for me personally i think spending more time with him and really just getting to know him we were able to i think our first conversation was with him at the combine second was at his pro day I think more time you spend around him, the more you realize that you know he's a good player, but you get to know him more as a person. This is where it gets a little weird right here. I think ultimately where we feel we've made the best decision for us in our organization. Like, I, what? I don't even know where he was going. Like, I, I didn't know what the listen hell back said. to it. Yeah, and I'm like, where? What? What are like, you saying what, here? What the f did you just say? I don't know what you just said, but it may. I. I don't. I don't. I don't. I think ultimately well, where we feel we've made the best decision for us and our organization. I mean, if no you're clue. trying to really pick through that, that means no. That's I hear no uh, when I hear that. Like, we're going to say nice things about him, nice young man, but not for – that's how I hear it. That, yeah, that, who knows? Yeah, well, who it, knows? it was weird I mean, when he said it. Then, like you said, smoke screens back. of yeah. what they're you know what they're actually doing. Carm, you know, I you mentioned the other day with this mic, you're like trying to figure out where the best. Did you put the sticker on the mic? I don't have a sticker. No. Oh, okay. I just got on here and I said, "How do I sound?" And you always looked at me like I was whatever, and uh, that was it. <laughs> well, it's got were, the same. It, mic, normally, though. I'm last to show up on After Dark in the stream, and you were today, so I, I was because I was I was tweeting it out, and for some reason, the Twitter was not letting me tag you guys. I was getting like some other weird Adam Hogue, and I was getting like all this. <laughs> and it was getting super frustrated. Like, oh, screw it, I can't tag everybody. And then I got on, and I was like a minute late. So yes, uh, the show was like three minutes late today. So Carm Loaf, it is. Uh, and, and, and now we're being told 740. Are the White Sox really losing again? They're, the they're going to be 10 games under 500, Nick, if they lose today. What the How hell, White Sox? Come on, man. I bet on the Cubs today. Six I... zip. Oh, my oh, yeah. God. Six uh, zip. Wow. This is, the, this is not good. They're Cubs so are up 2 nothing. Hey, bottom You know, the, the, the White Sox crew here at CHO is going to bring the heat for the postgame. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I've already heard them yelling. Sox have one hit so far. 
Wow. Yeah. Wait, it's, what it's inning, another one what, of those days. What's that? Toronto. What inning are they in? Bottom of the fifth. Oh my god. Yeah, one uh one Jake Berger single. That's it. Excited for the the Warriors Kings game is tonight, right? So I'm excited for that. Jimmy Butler mm-hmm. drop. You got wait, Steven, you left. Oh, uh, the Jimmy you, Butler Jimmy shirt, Butler of course. drops what 53? 56. 56. 56. Left the double nickel, oh yeah. My God, he could not miss at the it's, end. That it's was not it's Clippers Suns tonight, dog. Oh my and bad. T- Timberwolves Nuggets. Get That's, your NBA straight. Uh, that was every other night. Just looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh and I'm not gonna do it now because I just don't have the anger in me. But uh, next week on After Dark, at the end of the show, we're, we're gonna—I'm gonna have to have a conversation with everybody that uh, will be clipped about um, the greatest player to ever play anything, and 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 the other guy out there that's stat collecting and making a layup to score points. I don't know if next week's After Dark after the draft. But you can, you know what? You can do whatever you want. You can do it right up. now if you I'm want it. I'm doing, I'm doing it at the end of the show. Well, <laughs> all right, I'm not leading with it. I don't feel like doing it now. We have plenty of time in the playoffs. You're already worried about the fact that you're going to have to have one more thought about the seventh round draft pick, which maybe, maybe you're right, Bragsy. Maybe I'll wait two weeks. I'll wait a whole so you can get that last thought in on, uh, you know, pick number ten for the Bears. Hey. Uh, thanks for tuning in tonight. We'll see you Thursday night, except for Nick, who will be at Hallis, but you'll be seeing him on the show uh, popping in um, Thursday, Friday, whatnot. Uh, one more show at noon, and then uh, I just got nervous. I'm excited. Super excited. It's going to be great. We're going to trade down. Everything's going to work out. We're going to get an amazing player. And Ryan Poles is going to become King Poles by literally the entire NFL. That's the plan. Bears. Any final thoughts from you guys? Yeah, if we draft Skaronsky, anyone that comes to the draft party will throw pies at Hogue. I think that would be a good therapeutic moment. We'd throw pies at him or something. You know, uh, no cabbage, throwing... cabbage, lettuce. No one's throwing Let anything. Heads. We're, 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 it's going to be free hugs. You're going to go Gary around. said I could throw, when I, when you asked if well, love us uh, gets drafted by the bears, Gary said I could throw the chair at him. Okay. And the other thing in the chat, I saw Chubbs is getting a colonoscopy here soon. So good luck oh. to you, Chubbs. Chubbs, good, good luck, call, call me. I'm an expert at it. It's one of the, <laughs> you know, the prep time. Is, he said is, he's had a few. Okay, or yeah. One. Prep prep know. is terrible, but the day of is one of the greatest experiences you'll ever have in, in medical, uh, you know, beautiful. I don't know how they do it. It's kind of it's a little it's a little terrifying to think about everything that that, that, that person's gonna see, but you ain't gonna remember any of it. You, they roll you in there, they say hi. Next thing you know, you're back in your room and you're going home. Just get that ride set up. I don't know what that person saw, and it couldn't have been great. <laughs> Dylan Prescott put. Call me. As <laughs> <laughs> Jed. Right. He just got a colonoscopy. <laughs> I figured we'd have that. <laughs> Good luck to you, Chubbs. Yeah, you got this, you got Chubbs. It. Everybody else does too. Thanks for watching After Dark. We'll see you next time.